Hello, everyone. My name is Shanae Jones, and I am your resident certified sex coach. Thank you so much for joining me on Do You Know the New Kinky You? This is your platform to help you discover all that creates you as your unique sexual self. Our sexuality is something that is very personal to us. And even if we know somebody who has traveled a very similar path, our experiences are going to be different. What I would like to help you do is to have the conversations that can sometimes be hard, but allow us to ask ourselves, do we know who we are as sexual beings? Do we know the new kinky selves? Do we know the new kinky you? Do you know the new kinky you? Is my point. So in this episode, we are reading from the book, Mirror of Intimacy, Daily Reflections on Emotional and Erotic Intelligence by Alexandra Katakis and Tom Bliss. This is the ASEC 2015 Book of the Year, and ASEC stands for American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. The way that the book works is we have a quote and we have a topic that supports that quote. So there's a topic and there's a passage uh, for each day. And I am reading for February 27th, which is communication. So the quote says, communication leads to community. That is to understanding, intimacy, and mutual valuing. Rolo May. When we think of communication, we usually think of speaking or writing. But some 65% of all communication is nonverbal. We exchange information and connect through myriad forms, gesture, facial expression, tone of voice, touch, and eye contact. In its most basic form, communication is a transactional verbal exchange that's purely functional. But at its best, it's an elegant array of signals transmitted between two beings in concert with one another. The prime example of such unspoken yet unmistakable messaging occurs between the mother and the fetus about to be born. A symbiotic communication informs and echoes the baby's nervous system based on the mother's experience. Unconsciously, she conveys bodily signals of joy or of stress to her child, stamping him or her with her psyche. Like that of the mother and infant, the dance of love and mating takes place on the stage of wild nonverbal communication. A neurochemical cascade signals our percolating mutual chemistry and ignites our system so that our hearts beat quicker, our bodies heat up, and our arousal systems are in gear. This hot form of communication needs no words. Similarly, sorrow or pain breathes emotions just as wordlessly. Our hearts weigh heavily and our souls grow cold and dark when sitting with someone who is troubled. Thus feeling deeply with the one we love is also empathetic communication, a language that needs no words. Communication is the sum total of our tone, attitude, body language, and energy. No one really gets away with lying because the human instrument is so perfectly attuned to knowing what's true and what isn't. When you communicate clearly with all your heart and soul, 
you will listen differently and the right words will follow, leaving less possibility for misunderstanding and doubt. All right, I know I failed to mention this earlier, I realize, but if this is not your first time listening to the podcast, you know by now that I was going to do that. Read the quote and the passage and then give you an opportunity, which I am now while I'm still running my mouth, to think on it and feel on it and gather your thoughts. What do you think about communication? And some, especially some of the, the points that the author had to, to make. You know, communication, I think, is, is something that should be easy, but is very hard just because of all of the other things that go into it. So even when we're talking about verbal and nonverbal communication. Uh, even when I know that I've opened my mouth and feel that I have clearly articulated my point, my feelings, my message, whatever it is that is coming out of my mouth, I know that there are moments and people who just don't get it. They don't understand me. They don't understand it. And I know that part of that communication is being blocked, not because of what it is that I'm saying, but because of how it is that that person is feeling about what it is that I'm saying. If your feelings are to avoid persecution or to reject some type of guilt that you might be feeling, you know, you're automatically on the defensive. You're you're not hearing the logic. You're just, you know, trying to protect yourself. I understand, but I don't agree because there is no way a communication is going to be effective if the dialogue isn't reciprocal. There has to be listening. There has to be talking. There has to be communication both ways. And listening is, we've heard of uh, active listening. We've probably know what the term generative dialogue is. We understand what listening with empathy is. You know, those are communication skills that we should all be practicing. You know, knowing to reframe a person's question or statement to ensure that you understand what it is that they were actually talking about. You know, not to project your feelings, thoughts or emotions onto the person that you're communicating with. There are a lot of different ways, like you said, verbal and nonverbal body language, you know, all of those things. And people have a tendency to, again, project things on you. So if you get the chance to go to the YouTube uh, channel, you will see that I'm not one of those, well, you can probably hear it too. I'm not one of those big, outgoing, bubbly personalities that, you know, are very um, animated. I'm, I'm, it's just not me, but I'm, when I am not speaking, I have been accused on multiple occasions of having like this whole resting bitch face, which is a thing for a lot of people, right? Because otherwise there wouldn't be a term called resting bitch face. But what that means is it's, it's a negative connotation of sorts because now if that, instead of me just being an unexpressive, a uh, lethargic type of 
face, now resting bitch face means that I am not being friendly. I am not being warm. I'm not being this person that is approachable perhaps. And so now I'm getting all of these projections thrown on me because my face has been interpreted as resting bitch face. So again, communication needs to be very, very clear whenever possible, even with nonverbal communication, you know, we can throw out signs. We talked about signs the other uh, day, somebody you think might be flirting with you and they're not really flirting with you or they're flirting with somebody behind you or, you know, there are opportunities for miscommunication at every stage of the game. As a personal example, I will say one of my pet peeves as far as communication is lying to me. Now, I have people in my life that, you know, people lie. I get it. It, Sometimes it's a little white lie. Sometimes it's just something so dumb. You just say it. Uh, Other times it's very intentional and it's very hurtful. And the thing that will bother me more than anything is if I'm talking to you, I'm trying to communicate with you about whatever the particular situation is, and you look me in my face and you lie to me, and I know you lied to me, because then now um, that is impacting our trust. It's impacting my feelings of you know love and connection with you. It is doing a whole lot that telling me the truth, even though I might not like it, will do less damage for me than lying to me and trying to make me feel as if I am dumb or don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That's one surefire way to kill any type of effective communication that we would have. So Uh, If we ever get the chance to speak, just remember that part about me. But probably ask yourself how it is that you are and perhaps your partner or partners are uh, in that same situation. Where is your value? Where are your core values, which we also talked about, uh, related to communication? Figure that part out and then you really should practice it. Be mindful of it and practice it. Be Think about what your face looks like when you're not smiling and do you care what your face looks like you know or what does it mean like if someone is trying to talk to you and you got your arms crossed in front of you and your eyes rolled and squinted and you're not really paying attention all those good things if there's or when you are listening to somebody you're engaging you're asking questions are you being in you know in a, a, a level of appropriate touch where you know you're being showing affection based off of what that person is saying there are so many different things communication covers uh but I'm going to stop talking about it for now. Please think on it for yourself. I am Sinead Jones, your resident certified sex coach. And again, I thank you so much for joining me on Do You Know the New Kinky You? Communicating about sex, especially, can be hard. Sex is very personal to a lot of us. There are things that we grew up with related to shame and you know, negative messaging related to body image or, you know, pregnancy or, you know, being called a slut or a whore, you know, whatever, you know, it is. Some of us have the benefit of growing up, you know, in a very sex positive environment where at worst it was neutral and you didn't get any negative messaging. At best, you had somebody that was there for you to talk to you and teach you and to explain to you 
uh, about what sexuality means, then you probably have some of us who my daughter is now experiencing this crazy mommy who wants to share and teach and, you know, not shame her and, you know, get her to understand she is a beautiful girl or a person who currently identifies as a girl and all of that stuff. So all of those things that, you know, make her her and I'm trying to, you know, avoid all of the damaging uh, things that happen as you know, some of our other human connected people that they experience as children. And I'm, I'm really doing my best to bridge the gap there and make sure that I don't carry over those same negative experiences in her life and thus your life and thus your family's life so that we can start to dispel all of this. So communication is key. And that is why it is that I do this podcast. So you can start to think about how you feel, how you're impacted, and then talk about it. You know, you want to talk to me, we can talk. If you want to talk to your friends and your neighbors, you know, share this podcast, you know, bring up the conversation with them. Start start the conversations, have the conversation. The more we do it, the easier it'll become. It's, it is, it's healthy. It's very healthy, I promise. Thank you again. Don't forget to follow me across social media at D-O-Y-O-U-K-N-K-Y at com. That is the website. I have some things coming up. Please, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Look, next podcast will be tomorrow.